is a demon-choked kingdom shrouded in the plague mists, and it lies somewhere between the deepest blunder-beast pit in the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir and the tallest of the Yargalic spires in the scintillating plateaus of Ulge. It is a fair land where warriors and warlocks battle abominations for treasure and glory. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the great Eldritch Theater Dungeons and Dragons Quarantine Podcast. Heidi Ho, and welcome back to the Eldritch Theater Quarantine Dungeons and Dragons Podcast. I, Michael Ripley, will be your dungeon master for tonight's nerdtastic adventure. Joining me. Woohoo! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, joining me behind their various microphones in their various homes is the usual cast of nut jobs. First up to the plate, inhabiting the role of a seal of neutron. There was a mention of your complicated family history last section, Lisa Norton. I don't what does that mean? Want to talk about it? <laughs> Let's just say. We're not in touch. Oh. <laughs> and most of them are dead. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to hear that. Like, if you ever want to talk, like, we're all here for you. Thank you. Eric Wolf. <laughs> Eric Wolf, I would like to point out that as the editor of this endeavor, you did indeed <laughs> let slip that your character, Amic the Warlock, started out as a barbarian, not a librarian, as you would have us believe. As my family loves to tell me, I am always wrong, but I never admit it, and I blame it on other people. Though I said barbarian because you confused me, it was all your fault. I meant librarian. He's a halfling librarian who has gone mad and believes himself to be an ancient Golden guard from another time and place. Hey man, don't don't. He's actually the D and D character I played. What? Sorry, what were you saying? Don't be ashamed of your barbarian side. You don't. You don't need to hide it. I'm not. He actually believes himself to be the same character I played when I was a ten year old boy playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so the current Amic thinks he's the ten year old version of Amic. Was that Amic as crotchety as modern Amic? No, he was a he was a half elf paladin god because we didn't know the rules. So he <laughs> he he vaulted to level sixty four almost immediately. <laughs> Superpower. Well, if he's so level he sixty four, he was a golden god. Yeah, totally, he was. So he was my superpowered Dungeons and Dragons character from the AD and D days before I understood the rules. Exactly. This is who the current Amic believes himself to be. Well, that is enlightening, and we're all <laughs> going to chew on that. Vessel, you were a death machine last game. Yes. You delegged Sweet Cheeks and showered him in his own blood. Sweet Cheeks had it coming. <laughs> Are you certain Vessel doesn't have any secrets? Like you're 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 believing that in no way prohibits me from keeping secrets about your character from you. You realize um, that. I'm sure that that he has secrets that he has buried deep, deep, deep within his wooden breast behind the clockwork heart. I I mean he probably does have secrets. Uh, but let's not talk about those. Because they're secrets. About his complete disregard for organic human life. 
<laughs> I would also like to point that the number of times that you gasped during the last episode was so, <laughs> so epic and so wonderful. It literally forced me to change the name of the episode to Gasp. And also, I invented a drinking game <laughs> specifically for that episode that involves taking a shot every time you make that sound. Oh, well, no. There were, there were many revelations in that episode. Many. Mm -hmm. I don't Revel see how one could not gasp. Revelations. <laughs> oh. Uh, I love just, like, they were more than gasps, though, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> they they spoke to your supportive nature as a human being because uh, you, you were gasping in support of not only Red but the story and us, and I felt really supported. And thank you for that. You're welcome, <laughs> Adriana. Red was rocked to her core mm -hmm. last session, mm -hmm. and I was wondering how she's processing this. You know, before we go, like. Uh, it, it usually processes through alcohol, so I would so assume... it wasn't like A, more rum, B, even more rum, or C, all the rum? I mean, D, all of the above. How many bar tabs can she have? <laughs> um, she needs to process a lot. There's, I mean, I think she always thought that she knew her father and that there is like this huge legacy that she is trying to do justice to and honor to and 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 now what is this who am i <laughs> it's a very leak skywalker moment it's true no that was my luke it's great luke thank you i'm gonna recap now so after a very deep and sometimes contentious exchange of ideas about how to proceed that hurt <laughs> amex feelings a great deal and just frame for us how often a seal hamstrings Amex great Wookiee prisoner exchange plans? Every time. <laughs> it's not living. <laughs> you waved goodbye to Poe and Cutlet, who, following Rebelana's instructions, took the balloon to Old Bosford to treat with the man who lives in the Silver Spire. Apparently her vision suggested that his experiments on the undead could come in handy if things go bad at the dam. So that sorted, you went to the dam where you encountered a gorilla with a helicopter helmet named Sweet Cheeks. I love the fact that I named this character Sweet Cheeks and no one commented or teased him. There was no, sure, you were trying to be incognito and maybe fly under the radar there, but no, there was no jokes about his butt. None. No one made it. There was not a single reference. I think we were stuck on on cosplay goth Nathan Fillion over <laughs> Sweet Cheeks. Yeah, true. It was hard to beat there. Wasted opportunity. We we killed him and we didn't even make fun of his butt. <laughs> what were we thinking? Also, it's like whatever it is. It's the year three twenty. You don't make fun of people's names anymore. No, or their butts. Or their butts. No. no, no butt shaming. There was also three vampire wannabe goths, one who looked like the aforementioned goth cosplay Nathan Fillion with a very retro and super cool, but maybe too ironic, neon Nine Inch it's Nails t-shirt. amazing how clear that character is in my mind. <laughs> so, I mean, we all basically know that guy. I've seen him at Con a thousand times. <laughs> 
So he escaped, and you were left with Sweet Cheeks and uh, the other two, Old Blue and Blue Junior, and uh, you cut them down rather unceremoniously. Certainly did. Not only were they wannabe vampire goths, but they were surfers. (laughs) So Kyle uh, displayed why copies of him attacking the town could be disastrous. And as we mentioned, Red discovered Revelana, at the very least, knew her father. So... Use that to cut into every other reveal. <laughs> That's my new alert on my cell phone now. I'm sorry. We established that Revelana knew Rue's father? Unofficially. Unofficially. It's a bum bum bum. There was some business with the sword. Well, well yeah, that, that, true. Or at least her father's swordsmith. Who knows? Which yes, there, but it, she said yeah. it was apparently the family it, it, sword or something. Family sword. Well, you can't, you idiots! You can't inherit a sword. Like if I, if she and I are wearing the same pants, it doesn't mean that we have the same mother. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's her family sword. Maybe that's maybe that's how you organic things do it. But among my people, if we're wearing the same pants, we basically came from the same creator. <laughs> all I all I'm thinking is, oh, another tasty redhead who looks like Rue. <laughs> Sorry, Rue. No, we never said it was exclusive. <laughs> no offense taken. So the old halfling glowers in the corner at this unnecessary flirtation. He's just bitter because nobody's flirting with him. Can we please kill some things so I can vent my sexual frustration? What are you guys going to do? So you know that there is a door that leads somewhere. That's where goth cosplay Nathan Fillion disappeared. Yeah, he ran down the stairs. We have to get him. Oh, yeah. Let's find him and kill him. I don't like him. I only like the real Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Why would you like some cheap Nathan Fillion lo- knockoff? Precisely. So, so the door then, everyone? Yeah, through the door. The door. Through the door. What is our marching order? Oh. <laughs> Knee first-ish. Okay. I am hot on her heels. Okay. And I will be hot on her heels because I don't trust her to be hot on the other one's heels. I guess I'll go last then because somebody has to bring up the rear. Okay, Kapitch, Kapitch will um Kapitch will join you in the flank. You're able to go to abreast in the hallway that leads down this uh, these stairs. So Vessel, you're in the front row with uh, with Rue or you're right right behind. No, I'm bringing up the rear with Kapitch and Rue is in the front. Did we have a rest of any kind, or am I still at half hit points? <laughs> no, you're no at half hit points. No resting. No, no. Guys, I'm at half hit points. No rest for the wicked. Great. And where's Kyle in our marching order? Uh, Kyle is right behind you as you descend the stairs. So you entered through this door. It's rather dark. There are torches, but they aren't spread around very evenly in the stairwell, which is rather long. There are many flights, maybe 10, 15 flights from the top of the dam to your final destination. You reach the bottom of the staircase. Rue, you're ahead. It is pretty dark. Does everyone have vision of the night? I don't believe you do. So someone has to light a torch or... 
I'm uh, I'm going to touch the wall and uh, and use my light bedding spell. You're going to touch the wall. So where you touch it will light, but it won't necessarily uh, light your way. Maybe you could light uh, an object oh. and carry the object with you. What can I uh, touch, Kyle? Sure. And make him cast light. That's wonderful. So you reach over. Where do you touch him? I reach up and touch him on his wooden shoulder. So the moment you do, the whole of his body begins to radiate this lovely, warm, golden light. And he looks you in the eye and he says, Wow, this is great. Holy smokes. I've always been really envious of lamps. And now, now you've made me one. (laughs) Let's go, guys. I feel really powerful right now. And I am going to use my awakened mind to speak in Kyle's brain and say, Don't trust her. That's just what she is. She gives you boons and then betrays you. <laughs> None of you heard that. Since I don't have the ability to see in the dark, I guess I will light a torch. Well, you don't really need it because Kyle is, is a, Kyle's he's a, a lamp. Oh, Kyle's the lamp. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Kyle is a lamp. Kyle, you get to be a lamp for one whole hour. I am super excited about being a lamp. <laughs> I told you, Kyle, don't trust her. There's something so Homestar Runner about what you're doing with Kyle right now. Is I it? love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so you head down the hall. There's only one way to go. It's about 50 feet, and there's a door at the end. It's a rather heavy-looking steel door without a window. Um, there is a heavy handle on it. All right. Well, I am going to summon Nesbitt to ask him to sneak under the door, only to realize that Nesbitt has been murdered, and I will shed a little tear. Do you see that, Asil? Do you see that? What's he crying about? No, oh, you leave me alone. I'm not crying. <laughs> There's dust in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will just reach out and I will turn the knob on the door. Oh, boy. Uh Okay. Okay. So here you are. You've opened the door. And this is what you see. (gasps) Explain to the listeners what we see. (gasps) Another redhead. (laughs) So as you enter the door, you see a woman in a long black and purple robe. She looks like she might be the love child of Jessica Rabbit and Tim Burton, but you're not sure. Oh, she's she's buxom. She's tall with bangs that say, hey, yeah, I want to view the world as if I'm always getting an eye exam. Got a problem with that? (laughs) (laughs) Around her neck, you see she has a string of black pearl-sized opals that kind of gleam with an iridescent light. Beside her, tied to a rope and gagged, dangling above a pit, is a young woman with red hair who looks, and it's uncanny really, a lot like a certain redhead that you know quite well. (gasps) (laughs) Who do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) So where are you guys in the room here? I guess I opened the door. I guess I might be in front. Yeah. Like an idiot. <laughs> well, you're, no, you're just brave. No, he's dumb. I come in and I, I stay close to wherever Kyle goes. Okay. All right. Kyle 
Kyle's uh, sitting next to you. Having made him a lamp, he's super impressed. Kapitch is scanning the room. He's doing that thing which makes you think of Robert De Niro in Heat. He knows where every exit is of every room that he's ever been in the moment he enters the room. Everything makes me think of Robert De Niro in Heat. <laughs> Everything. I kind of get in Heat when I think of Robert De Niro, but that's a whole other thing. So the woman standing next to the dangling form of, of whom you can assume is Revelana looks at you all and says, I was beginning to wonder if you would ever show up. I assumed you received my letter and have considered my offer. And she's not speaking to anyone in particular. Uh, could you recap that? It's been a long few days. What was in the letter and what were you offering? She completely ignores Amek. And... Ah. and <laughs> Women. Amek. <laughs> She said that she'd give us back Revelana if we gave up Kyle. Right, right, of course. Kyle, yes, the lamp. (laughs) Is this the dangling person or the person beside the dangling person? So the dangling person is gagged. Yes, okay, so not the dangling person. The not dangling person is talking because she does not have a gag. And she is... Yes. She is... um, Addressing you guys, she's just sort of dissed Amic for reasons, and uh, she's looking at you, Rue. Mm-hmm. I, who, who are you? I am Neferata. I am the leader of this endeavor. It is my job to make your lives difficult. If you hand over the blunder beast, I could, however, be persuaded to take it easy on you. I I have a question. Why is it your purpose to make our lives difficult? Really, I didn't mean that. I'm sort of speaking in generalities. I've just, I mean, it's just like, it's like a thing that you said and I just had to. No, no, no. No, I get it. I wondered because it seemed very strangely specific. No, it's. I understand why. I'm sort of speaking about you as good people. You are sort of avatars for the people that are in my way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I see. That's that's a that's a very much a a, a, a bold uh, assumption about our character. But I understand. I understand. <laughs> Some of us may be good. Others not so much. I look over at Amic, and I will look at a seal. And using my awakened mind, I will say just in her head, You see, if only I was disguised as the blunder beast, and the blunder beast and the teddy creatures were in a giant coat disguised as a Goliath, we would have the upper hand right now. And I say, Neferata, why do you need Kyle back? You already have a whole army of blunder beasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says, that is between Kyle and I. However. And I say, um, Kyle and me, actually. <laughs> and my heart breaks a little bit because I love it when she corrects their grammar. <laughs> she looks at, she looks at Kyle, actually, and she says, Blunder Beast, come forward. I have a special mission for you. And Kyle's like, Kyle. I'm sorry. Thanks for bringing me this far. 
But if I don't surrender myself now, you see Revelana there. She's going to drop her in the pit or something. I've seen her do that. This is like a favorite thing of hers to do. And he trundles forward. As he moves mm-hmm. forward, I don't like the way this okay. is going. And I would like to take control of Kyle before any more badness okay. happens. So I'm going to cast Crown of Madness on okay. Kyle and try to seize control of his mind. Okay, go for it. All right. Uh, I believe he is to make a saving throw. He is to make a wisdom save, beating 15. He rolls a 17. Blast! So you guys see Amic serendipitously serendipitously cast Crown of Madness. You see the the spectral uh, crown form kind of jaggedly up over the head of Kyle. But his determination to save Revelana is so strong, it dissipates and kind of blows away in an unseen wind. He continues forward. Damn it, and now I'm out of spell slots. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Curse you, 5e rules. (laughs) (laughs) So she, she says, Kyle, thank you so much for coming. You know we have big... Big plans. And then, uh, so Kyle sidles up beside her. He's kind of downcast. He's worried. He's actually, he hasn't stopped looking at Revelana. You can tell he's ready to pounce to save her life if if Neferata is to pull the lever, which I neglected to say Neferata has her hand on right now that's right beside her. She says, You might be wondering, and this is sort of James Bond moment where I explain to you. Ah, yes, yes. (laughs) You might be wondering about the zombies and what part I had in those goings on. It was easy. A drop of contagion in one bottle a day was enough. Once people started turning, the panic and my partner's rumors about the fleas ensured that no one would ever suspect us. Why would they? My kind, we understand the burden of thirst. Is just does she look vampire or does she just look like one of those Weasley goths? I'm just trying to figure out like her kind. Like, she, is she just she a goth? Looks like a vampire for sure. But then we mistook vampires for goths before. <laughs> yes, we're really not very smart. We're not good at at telling a vampire from a goth. So she pats. Kyle on the on the uh, very bright shoulder and says, "You were always Pomeransky's favorite. He'll want you by his side. Your task: go to him. He trusts you. Eliminate him. Once he is dead, I will. I promise. I will release your friend." Mm. So Kyle is processing this information. Revelana is struggling in her inner bondage. You can hear her voice trying to break through the gag, but she's not able to speak. That's okay, because I have a wakened mind. And instead of using it to insult people, I'm going to use it to hear what she has to think. (laughs) Even an old barbarian librarian can learn to listen. Oh, stop it, you can old you, hag! Can you explain to me? <laughs> so, 
Does awakened mind allow you to speak in their mind or have a conversation in the mind? This is if we're talking. So, yeah, I can communicate telepathically within any creature I can see within 30 feet of me if it understands at least one language. So, hey, you, you look like you're trying to say something. What's going on here? This is amazing. She, she speaks to you back in your mind and it, and it isn't the voice of a she. The voice says, dude, she's totally pulling one over on you guys. It's me. Oh my God. Are you goth Nathan Fillion? She's, she's trapped me, man. She's got me up here. I don't know where she's ditched the other girl. You got to get me out of here. This was just a paycheck, you know? All right. So then I will use my disguised self, which I can use at will, to transform myself into the spitting image of uh, Rue, who is also the spitting image of Revelina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And I will say, I will say, Vampire lady, your plan has failed. I have been freed by my compatriots here and this woman who looks suspiciously like me. Release goth Nathan Fillion and surrender or the Asimar will kill you. (laughs) She says, you had to go and make things complicated, didn't you? Everybody roll for initiative. Woohoo! Great play, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> Way to freaking up end my entire plan. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody, uh, Rue, what is yours? 13. Okay. Amic? 13. Uh-oh. Asil? 14. <laughs> Always has to be one better than me. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. Vessel, if you say 13, I'm going to cry. It's just five. I'm five. I'm at five. Five. That's all right. You're a very nice person. And and you haven't played the lute at all lately. Bonus. Okay. She steps forward, just a single step, lifting her arms up. The bat wing affectation of her cape, now obvious. She speaks an incantation, and around you, Amic in your space forms a swarm of rats that are suddenly all over you. They are unusual though. You can see their brains. Oh no. Peeping out through the tops of their skulls and they are (sighs) screaming with bloodlust telepathically inside your mind. Rend, rend, and they attack you. Cranium rats, I hate these things. I'm looking over, wondering what the hell is going on with Amek. He's acting even crazier than usual. Get your shit together, Amek. Bad. (laughs) All right. So, what did they do to me? So, they attack. So with a 25, they bite into you. Yes, they do. 
So when I say surrounded, you are absolutely covered in rats. Mm -hmm. And they are, you all see it, everyone. They are climbing in his clothes, going down his boots, up his sleeves, chomping. There is a blossom of red blood where everyone disappears and they bite into him. Amic, you get 13 points of piercing damage. Almost killing me. Are you really? Damn it. I have four hit points left. Stupid rats. We didn't take a rest. You're killing no, us. No, we did not. So that that is her move. Next up is Kyle. Kyle is caught. He doesn't know whether or not attacking will ruin things for him. So he's going to err on the side of caution and sneak in behind here and try to free who he thinks is Revelana. So his goal is to uh, use his weapon to cut the rope and catch her. So he's going to take a shot. He rolls a 17, which hits. So you guys see Kyle. He's like, Revelana, stay calm. I've got this. His, the ballista on his back lets loose a harpoon, which rockets through the air, slices the rope that's holding Revelana up. And now I'm going to have him perform a dexterity saving throw to save, quote unquote, her. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, my God. So he rolls a five. <laughs> Uh-oh. He reaches out, but he's he's not able to get a grip. There's a moment, mm-hmm. a brief moment, where he thinks he has her. And she falls down into the pit. He cries out, Ravalana! No! No! <laughs> and he is pissed. Okay, so next next up, we have a seal. What are you going to do? I'm going to approach Amic and use healing. Amic, <laughs> you'd better appreciate this. <laughs> As he screams in pain. Mind you, it, it works on everybody. But actually, can I was gonna say because Rue could probably use some too, right? He particularly better appreciate it, but it works on everybody. Yeah, don't we all get a cut? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, how much? Choose me. I choose everyone except for uh, Gothface over there. Uh, what's her face? Arcana, Neferata. Neferata. <laughs> I'm not healing her. Don't worry. Uh, it's a thirteen. <laughs> a thirteen. 13. So everyone gets 13 points of healing. Wow. Amic, uh, Red, even Kapitch, or if you've chosen him, they all receive the benefit of your uh, of your healing word. So my, I, taught the, I learned that from my family before we were estranged and they all became dead. <laughs> I used to love you, then I hated you. Now I feel conflicted. Amic, with that conflict, it is your turn. What are you going to do? All right, so then I'm covered in rats, but I'm angry at the at the 
vampire lady, and I'm still pretending to be Revelana. So I will say in Revelana's voice, Oh, you think you can get me with the swarm, do you? Remember my great power and surrender! And then I will cast Infestation on her to send um, uh, uh, cockroaches to, uh, to um, attack her. What does she roll on that? Uh, she must make a constitution save and beat 15. Okay. She was a 19. Sorry, buddy. So, and then I say, and that was just a warning <laughs> shot. The next time the infestation I send will be elephants. <laughs> Surrender. Get these rats off me. <laughs> There's a there's a moment where the ghost sort of pre precursor of the of the roaches appear on her body, but she, uh, I don't know, like she exerts her will and the spell dissipates. If only Nesbit were here, I wouldn't be in this mess. Rue, you're up. So she's a bit of a ways. But then, like, Amic's right beside me covered in rats, right? Yes. All right. Well, I might just need to take my sword and just kind of scrape them off of him. Uh, I don't let think me... we can see them. I think he's covered in uh, rats in his mind. What? No, no, they're real. Oh, no. they're real mm. rats. I thought, no, I thought they it's were. All, it's very bad. All right. I thought, th- I thought they were psychic rats. No, they're cranium rats, which bodes ill for later. Sorry. Oh, I don't know what that means. So, um, they are they are absolutely just rending his flesh and covering. Yeah, him. let's let let's just roll for that okay. then. Uh oh, twelve. It's okay. You hit them with a twelve. Oh, well, three plus, oh, am I still raging because we never took a rest? We ran into the next no. room? No. How Damn it. You rage? Well, girl. <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord. It is 2020. Almost known as all of my 20s. Okay, so. I will allow you to go into rage before this attack. We can retcon that. <laughs> But, like, it's not the same one? No, it's a different rage. It's a new rage. It's a fresh rage. It's a new rage. It's a different kind of rage than the last rage. It's the rage that, like, you just saw your possible sister fall into a pit and you'll That's never what I'm saying. know. It's like insta-rage. Wait, wait. Which one is the, sis- is the possible sister? Neferata or Revelana? The redhead who plunged into the pit. Eight plus two is ten. Brilliant. All right. So, Amic. As you're being swarmed, you can barely see. There are times when the rats do move out of the um, activity of trying to eat your eyes out of their sockets. And you catch a glimpse of Red stepping forth. And as if you're at the barbershop, she starts to give you a shave, which involves the removal of several nasty-looking rat things from your body. And you feel a little less pain on your hedular region. (laughs) Good, I can keep my eyeballs. So, please, please keep your eyeballs. <laughs> the swarm rats. Now it is their turn in the initiative. However, and damn it, oh, who gave the fucking swarm rats? 
<laughs> Look, rats, rats have a hard time, okay? Like, there's a lot of preconceived notions about them. I'm just saying. It's true. It's true. Well, why don't we give them each an individual turn then? We'll have 20 turns, 50 turns for each round. So, not to rub this in, but I accidentally rolled with advantage, and one was a 21 and the other was a 22. None of them. Ouch! Uh, none of them, however, were natural 20s, so there's that. So, Amic, brace yourself. Mm-hmm. 15 points of damage. I am once again almost dead. Holy shit. Jesus. I think I healed yeah. you. Aren't you grateful? It's now? a good thing. Yeah, I have two hit points left. I'm extremely grateful. <laughs> wow. I can't do it again, though. I think I've used up all my. And as the rats tear at my flesh and rip out my eyes, I'm going to say, Two stuffed animals and a thing named Kyle in a big coat was a much better idea than this. <laughs> as if. As if oh, I want to punch him so bad. <laughs> you guys see a seal as he falls to his knees. The rats are eating away at his neck. Blood is frothing in their mouths. It's starting to roll down his chest, staining his clothes. And in response to that, Kapitch leaps forward and comes to your aid. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, he has magical healing spit, doesn't he? Because he's a flea. <laughs> we've been carrying this bug around since the first day and we've paid no attention to him. I hope he does something. He spits into his hands, Amic, and he rubs them together. He moves very slowly and very, very carefully, reaches out. He puts both hands on your cheeks, and looking up at him, you can see briefly, he seems to be surrounded in a golden light. And as he touches, you get 25 points of healing as he lays hands on you. Oh. And I say, thank you. But get rid of the goddamn rats! <laughs> I'm sorry, it's only 20 points of healing. He's giving you 20. Oh, he took it back! You shouldn't have said anything, he took some back! Oh my god! Uh, damn it, I was just <laughs> kidding! Take it! And he lets go. He, he doesn't really care what you think. He just felt that was the right thing to do. <laughs> and Vessel, you're up. Okay, so... I am going to unsheathe my my glaive, which I've not used before. I figure, why not? Also, I don't know how close I want to get to uh, Neferata. So I'm going to run towards her. Uh, fortunately, the glaive has a 10-foot reach so that I don't have to get too close. And I swing it over my head and I bring it down to stab her straight into the chest. Okay, go for it. And, ooh, a 25. So there's a moment as you as you bring the bring it down where she she pulls her fingers together and you see the beginnings of something starting to form but as the glaive descends she realizes that any effort in that direction is wasted and she kind of turns her back and the glaive strikes her hard in the shoulder how much damage do you do 11 11 are you going to use any of your superiority dice oh yes oh yes one second here I'm going to use one uh, superiority okay. dice. 
one superiority die when you don't want to be too superior. (laughs) (laughs) And adding uh, a five to that. So it will be uh, a 16. Brilliant. And what is the effect? I am going to uh, uh, lunge attack. I'll add an extra lunge into this into this move. Okay. All right. So you guys all see Vessel come around the pillar, and in one motion he he extends forward with his glaive. You leap forward with your lunge attack and strike her hard in the shoulder. Uh, it embeds deep in her flesh, and she cries out. Bringing her arm up, she pulls it from her shoulder, and you see blood uh, pouring down over her black armor. You've really hurt her. Nice job. (laughs) Good job, Vessel. Okay. She was going to try to do something either poisonous or diseasing to me, wasn't (laughs) she? I I think she was. She thought better. Well, it's her turn now. (laughs) So you are on her radar. Oh, fuck. Okay. She looks you in the eye and she says, that wasn't very nice. I'm your friend. And the word friend lodges in your brain and you struggle with the idea for a while. I need you to roll uh, a wisdom save. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a five. Is that all of us or okay. just, the, uh, just the woodman? Just, the woodman. Just, just him. So she's dominated you. Stupid woodman. So now you hear her in your head. She says, well done. I know you were just confused. Now we must work together. Now we must save our plan. These people are wrong. You know that. We need to deal with them. I am so confused and conflicted. <laughs> so you have been you've right been now. charmed. So um, yes, you've been dominated. So what's happened is she's got this telepathic link with you, and as long as the two of you are on the same plane of existence, the the link will not be broken. She will issue commands to you, and you mm-hmm. have to do your best to obey. So you are essentially, sorry to do this to you, but let's play it through. It'd be fun, <laughs> no, right? No, no, You are under her control. And that. And I am, like, is this like I'm aware of what's happening or like I'm, I'm, in, yeah, I'm all like, in? Let's play that. Let's play your inner voice. Okay. Caught inside yeah. this spell, but your body and you are compelled to do things that you don't in your heart want to do. Okay. 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 So that's her move. Uh, Kyle is up next. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle looks at Neverada and says, "This is all your fault. You're the worst. I don't know how many times I've seen you do this to people. You're going to pay." And he does something you haven't seen before. His ballista starts to quake, and the harpoon in his in his launcher on his back starts to glow in a way that isn't very lampy, and he fires off an explosive bolt at Nevarata. <gasps> the bolt quakes in his ballista launcher thingamajig, and he fires. 
Oh, right. Okay. So, so this is a secondary thing. So I, unfortunately in his fury, he has neglected to take into account that you are very close to Neferata vessel. So I need you to do a dexterity saving throw uh, in the event that he hits. Okay. Does he hit? Oh yeah. He rolls a 23. So he strikes her. He calls out, this is for Revelata, you murderer! He basically just ducks his head. The bolt launches and strikes Neferata right in the chest, right in the heart. And he does 15 points of damage. So she staggers back. And then the bolt starts to quake in her chest and explodes. What? And does... Holy shit. Why are we even fighting when the wooden thing could have done it all on his own? We could have stayed in <laughs> the dentist's office and I wouldn't be eaten by cranium rat. He does. It's really sad. He has 5d6. He rolled a 7. Oh, stupid oh. wooden toy. This is sad, though. He's okay. He had 5d6? Yeah. And he rolled a 7? Yeah. <laughs> that is sad. That is sad. sad. So he does seven and then, but the initial attack did 15. Did you need my saving throw? Yes, I need your saving throw. I rolled a 15. You just met it. So you only take half damage. So you only half of seven. So four damage. It strikes her. It explodes in her chest. It knocks her back a step. And the uh, shards from the exploding harpoon arc out from her in all directions. You turn your back, you lift your arm up, and you get you you get shrapnel in your shoulder and your uh, and your upper arm. Next up is the rats. Oh no, I hate it when it's the rats. <laughs> <laughs> so the rats are. You know what? They're done with you. They've decided to s- step over right next to you. And attack Rue. But wouldn't Emmett get some kind of because they he disengaged. Um oh yeah. No, actually no. Because they are they what? are in his space. So by moving over to you, they are right next to him. They have not in fact left melee range. Stupid rats. <laughs> Stupid rats indeed. Yeah. So they attack you, Rue. They roll uh, 25. Well, yeah. And oh, rats. So you, you're looking over at Amic. Well, actually, you're looking at <clears throat> the explosion that has occurred out of Neferata's chest. You're blindsided, however, when your vision goes dark and the rats that were having a nice little meal on Amic decide that your red hair looks delectable and they leap forward. <laughs> they... No. They do 14 points of piercing damage on you. Uh, you are raging, so it's only seven. Woo! And uh, you hear a chattering in your mind of little rat people speaking little rat things, little rend, rend, rend the red hair, rend it, rend it, rend. Well, that's terrifying. Next up is Kapitch who, sensing the moment, rushes forward and tries to stab Neferata with his glaive. (sighs) He rolls a nine. 
So he he comes forward, Neferata, maybe because she's reeling from having a harpoon just explode in her chest. It's not clear. But he swings wide with her glaive. She pulls this matrix move, and the glaive passes over her body. Next up is a seal. Time out. Time out? Do we, do we know whether Neferata is alive or dead? You do not. Do you mean Revelana or Neferata? Neferata. Neferata, the the vampire-esque looking woman. All right. All right. I'm going to do two things. Okay. Uh, as my bonus action, I'm going to summon my mallet. Yay! Funk. <laughs> and I'm going to use it to knock the rats off of Rue. Okay. Get him! So you cast the spell. You're looking over at Rue. You have a plan. And the first part is save Rue from rats. Punk! And I roll a seven. You roll a seven? I do. Okay. Well, it's there. It's not going anywhere. Poof! Rue, you see red. You see the mallet appear. This phantasmal thing of wooden beauty appear over your shoulder. It takes a swing at the rats. <laughs> it takes a swing at the rats, but doesn't gain purchase this time. Uh, but it is there beside you to help you in your fight. And uh, as your main action, what are you going to do, seal? I'm going to point at Neferata okay. and toll the dead. Oh, great. Okay. So she has to do a wisdom save? Is that right? Yes. She rolls a seven, which fails. The spectral, ah. <laughs> the spectral bell appears apo- above her head. It messes her hair in a way that she does not like at all. It gongs loudly in her ears. All of you hear it. This shockwave of the sound fills this closed chamber. And uh, she brings her hands to her ears, taking seven points of damage. Not bad. So now we know she's dead. How do we know that? If it worked on her, doesn't that mean she's dead? No. No. Oh. So you could tell no, them dead at just, just anybody? <laughs> she's just a little bit dead. She's not entirely <laughs> dead. It's oh. just a little smidgen of the dead. Is she mostly dead? Is she <laughs> dead? <laughs> if she were all dead, there'd be nothing left to do. Next step. It's just okay. a flesh wound. I thought that this plan would let us know if she was dead or not. No, but I She's believe as a cleric, you might have some abilities to detect evil or something like that that you might want to explore. I do, but you told me it couldn't tell us if she was dead or alive. Oh, I might have. It, it, you know what? <laughs> I apologize. Look at that. And if it does tell you <laughs> that it <laughs> gives you insight, please feel free to use it. If not, disregard. Amic, you're up. All right. So I don't feel that this whole ruse of pretending I'm Revelana has had the effect <laughs> I hope it's going to have. So, you think? so I'm going to do a Hail Mary. I'm going to say, listen, I clearly am Revelana, and if you surrender and join with us, we will kill Pomeransky with you. To send the rats away and we can join forces. And I'm going to try to be as persuasive as I possibly can. Okay. So so you're going to try, are you trying to charm her or are you trying to um, just do a straight up persuasion? I, 
I feel sweeter. Sure, I guess it's a persuasion, or it's a, is it a persuasion or is it a, de- a deception? Given that I'm whichever one is more. <laughs> yeah, I think I can. I can see you're looking at your sheet right now. Which do I have the higher I'm modifier? Totally, totally going to my sheet. <laughs> I'll let you choose. Uh, well, you know, I are you trying to persuade to or or deceive? I'm definitely trying to deceive her because I am in Great. disguise. Then this deception check time. I I uh, I have deceived her with a twenty. I have twenty four deceived okay. her. So deception is a charisma save. Am I not right? Is that right? So I think I saw the movie E.T. about 10,000 times when I was a child and again as an adult. And there's a bit where one of the <laughs> one of uh, like Elliot's brother's annoying friends yells at him, zero charisma, zero charisma. I never knew what that meant. Now, you know, <laughs> Light bulb. Now you know. there's so many things answered. And welcome to the Nerdiverse, Lisa Norton. The sky opens up and a light shines down on you as the revelation strikes home. One of us. One of us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She knows that you're not Revelana. So, like, that is a... That Uh, is a challenge in the moment. I I thought that I had her... (laughs) but like i don't want to deny the awesome role so let's say (laughs) that she has a moment of what the did i i i was sure i maybe um so you will have advantage on your next attack against her as she struggles with what the reality is is that fair that's absolutely fair now now, do I have an action left, or was that my action? Um, well, sure, why not? You called that out, you said it, you spoke it, but it, um, I would not say that it constitutes an action, per se. Go ahead. All right, and at the same time, I'm going to say, So take your little pets away! And Eldritch blast the goddamn cranium rats. Oh, all right, okay. And uh, that is also a 24. Oh, that absolutely is. And uh, I believe that is a 10. Yes, it is. Awesome. So a bunch of rats fall off of Rue. And for you, Rue, the chattering, the horrific mantra of vile rat speak has dissipated somewhat in your mind. Oh, thank goodness. They are still there, but uh, you can you sense that they are not nearly as strong. So well done, Amic. You've uh, you've dealt them a serious blow. See, I'm not entirely useless. I am a golden <laughs> god. And now, Rue, it's your still haven't told her that uh, her sister's not dead yet. True, he's kept that to himself. Sorry, I don't know that. You don't, don't know, know that. Metagaming, metagaming, full on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, that's a very good point. I didn't tell anyone that it was just Goth Nathan Fillion who fell into the pit, and maybe I won't. <laughs> okay, good, good. You keep that. You you chew on that. All right, Rue, you're up. Uh, can I kill the rest of these you rats? Try, try. Please? I would I would very much like to try. Mm-hmm. Um, 
seven? No. I know. <laughs> it's really hard. Amic, you see this, Can and I... so do you, a seal from behind. Get him off, get him <laughs> off, get him off, get him off. After having just been attacked by Amic, they've retreated inside of your armor, and it is spectacularly difficult to kill them without jabbing yourself. And though you are in there with your blade trying to scrape them and pull them away, you're not able to rip them away. You reach for them, but they skitter out of your grasp. Rats, it's rats. Rats with brain heads. Vessel, you're up. Um, do I have control of myself? Did she lose a, did she do a saving throw when she got hit several times? I'm going to do that. You didn't even do anything yet. I just want to find out if I'm, if I have the ability to do something. Sorry, she passes her constitution saving throw. In your mind, Uh, in your mind, you hear her say, this flea is annoying me. Kill it. Okay. Um, I still have my glaive in my Mm -hmm. hand and, uh, I look at pitch and I try to swing it as weakly as possible at him, <laughs> as much as my body will allow me to control my own mind as I attempt to hit him with the glaive. Please roll badly. Please roll badly. Uh, that's a 10. That misses. His uh, armor class is 16. Whew. Okay. So but you... What are you doing, Vessel? But you really, really hate him. She says in your mind, try again. Surge. Oh, no. She's going to make me. You know, I didn't have a short, uh, a short rest, and I used my action surge in the last do encounter. Do you only have one action surge for a short rest? I do. I only have one action, action okay. surge. <laughs> so, retcon. She's like, you know what would be great? <laughs> If you hadn't taken a short rest, you could have totally come at him with a second attack. I spent most of today's encounter wishing we'd had a small nap. <laughs> so you have you step forward. You do uh, swing at him. Kapitch is surprised. Your glaive comes at him. He nimbly steps, sort of leans to the side. But is is uh, caught still somewhat off off guard as you uh, as you basically give him a shave, cutting some of the cilia from his mandibles. I'm sorry. He clicks to you a warning sound uh, in his flea folk vernacular, which, if you spoke flea, would mean "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> and I and Fox. I'm sorry. That. I say that out loud because we're all surprised. I say, what the fuck, dude? I'm sorry. Neferatic curses in your mind. Next time you will do as I ask. So. Clumsy wood man. I really hate her. <laughs> accidentally swinging at one of his own team. Get it together, man. She says, this is how you do it. She looks at ooh, a seal. And a seal. I say, what are you looking at me <laughs> for, you crazy arsehole? Three eldritch blast beams come rocketing toward you. First one is a 16. 
Second one is a 18. Third one is an 8. You see her lean forward, two green and purple mixed blasts of eldritch energy leap from her hands and fly across the room, striking you hard, two of them in the chest. I, I must interject and say that green and purple are the official Eldritch Theater colors. For those of you <laughs> listening at home, that was a little Easter egg moment. We may continue. Uh, brand, brand, branded content. That's branded. Yeah. Branded, branded content it's, is so important. It brand, well, it just, I didn't want it to fly by without <laughs> people no, registering. I think that it's, was actually a thing. Oh, no, I think it's important. And thank you for bringing that up. I really fact, appreciate it. I feel as I'm hit in the chest, despite the pain and, and, and uh, surprise of the impact, I take a moment <laughs> to appreciate the artistic value. <laughs> <laughs> and the complimentary and somewhat spooky colors that are entering my chest. As you're contemplating this, you take 16 points of force damage. Your whole skeleton vibrates with this eldritch punishment. You taste metal in your mouth as uh, you cough up blood. <laughs> All right, that's her. Uh, that's her fancy move. That's her deal. Luckily, I was at full hit points before that happened. Why are you at full hit points when I've been at half hit points the whole session? I'm being eaten by rats. <laughs> Nothing much happened to me, and then I healed everyone, including myself. <laughs> so, having not killed her. Kyle is super upset. He moves forward and he tries to hit her with a lancing bolt. So that means he has two attacks here. First one is a five, sadly. Second one. So one bolt flies over her shoulder as she's turning around, having just cast the Eldritch Blast. Second one is an 18 which I which I'm pretty sure hits her. Oh yes, it does. So she ducks away one of the lancing bolts, rockets over her shoulder and embeds itself in the far curved wall. The second one strikes her in the um let's say that strikes her right in the ribs and she takes she takes 12 points of damage. So she's not looking good though, guys. She never did. She just thought she did. And if you're divining anything from this moment, it's that attacks are hitting her in a way that if she was a vampire, they may not be doing as much damage. I'll give you that. She's just a fake goth girl, too, like the dead Nathan <laughs> Fillion. I knew it. It's really sad. It's just, I don't know. I'm trying to really make a point here in the creation of Neferata. <laughs> about the fact that vampires don't exist or that Posers goths are the worst aren't real punks that's the point Posers aren't so, real so punks <laughs> Rue the rats sensing that their master is about to uh, I don't know that, that she's not in a good way they double their attack on you sadly there's only Great. half of Great. them uh, which means sadly. they don't well for them Means they don't do <laughs> as much damage, but first they're going to attack. Their attack is a 20, sorry, an 18. Does that hit? Yeah, that's okay. what it hits. And 
they do only two d6 damage meaning they do five points of piercing damage it's beneath your which then becomes three because i'm raged out right so you feel they are underneath not nearly as many but your armor is wriggling and at a point in this moment in time you feel the chomp in unison of these uh, strangely brain-exposed rats as they chomp down into your flesh. Yikes. Gross. Get him off. Kapitch is up. He's going to attack. Nice. He rolls a four and misses her badly, which is sad. He, You can tell, especially you, Vessel, you're right next to him. He feels crestfallen. He really wanted to be the one who took her out. Sadly, it's not his mm. job. It's not going to happen. Seal, you're up. I'm going to do two things. Okay. First, I'm going to uh, use that mallet to whack at the rats. Okay. So I whack at the rats and I roll a six. It's tough to get at them. The rats are spending a lot of time inside of Rue's clothes and she is, uh, <sighs> unfortunately, uh, the rats do not so take any damage. At her but that's the chance you take. <laughs> Azil, you still have your action. I do. And I'm going to again go at the rats. Oh. With my thaumaturgy. Oh. I'm out of spell slots, but I can thaumaturge at will. Okay, what are you going to do? Because thaumaturgy to... is more of a cantrip type of uh, visual or sound effect or... Well, I suppose that ominous whispers might disturb some fucking crazy rats who are biting my girlfriend. See, I love that. So I point. So there's that is a that is a really loaded statement. So first of all, does Rue know you're you are her girlfriend? That's number one. Second, I'm sorry. We need to talk about this. Well, I don't say it out loud. It's just the way I, you know. What we? I didn't say anything. So. I love the fact that you're using the cantrip in this way and I want to make it work. So why don't we make it like, I want you to tell me what you say to the rats using your thaumaturgy. They hear a whispering, (laughs) ominous whispering voice and their little weird exposed brain heads. And it says, fuck off rats, fuck off rats, fuck off rats. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off rats. All right. That's right. All right. I'm going to have them do a wisdom save just because, because that's fun. <laughs> it's a traditional spell of my Fuck up. <laughs> this is what your dad used to say to your mom every time around the dinner table. I do, I do not want to talk about it. Sadly, they roll a 17, which I think in any universe means that they disregard your fuck off rats. <laughs> They do not fuck off. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't fuck off. But they all pause for a moment to give you a little rat finger. Eric, you read my mind. Little pause going. Then they back. you back, angel lady. Before Eric stole it from my brain. <laughs> Obviously, the cameras are in my room. So one rat comes up out of. <laughs> Out of Rue's breastplate, <laughs> it's you see its eyes crest over the edge, and very shortly thereafter, its little rat middle finger is up. It's right between <laughs> its eyes, and it gives you a 
it speaks in your mind because it can do that. It's a telepathic asshole. It goes, nice try, angel face. And then it takes a chomp into um, and the what do you the color, oh. the color rises in my cheeks i turn red and i'm trying so hard no oh no it's a humiliation oh no okay well that sadness aside we move on to amic amic what are you on the well i believe i have advantage you do because I confused her with my thing. Absolutely. So I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to doff my disguise for further confusion. Okay. And say I'm tired of your stupid games, fake vampire lady, and Eldritch Blast, um, Neferata, because it's all I have left. Okay. Go for it. Uh, and I blasted her with a 23. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sadly only did um, seven points of damage. Wow. So you hit her. You step forward. She is confused. Suddenly you're yep. not who you were pretending to be. And she thought that maybe that was the case. But you're having revealed yourself confuses her even more. What is this? Is she actually Revelana pretending to be this short little barbarian? Who knows? But in that moment, barbarian, librarian, librarian, it will never leave you. Librarian was never. a slip of the tongue. I think it's actually librarian. Li barbarian. That's the Canadian spelling? The Canadian spelling, please. Thank you. Yes. Lie barbarian with a U. Yeah. Librarian. So it it leaps out very purple and greeny, nails her, nearly knocks her off her feet. Something interesting occurs in this moment. You feel as if the room, someone has pulled the plug. No. An electric blue flash of energy rends the space in the outline of a doorway. And standing in that doorway to the left of the pit, you see a man in red show in it like a red show jumper's Olympic jacket with these with uh, these what? khakis, khaki jodhpurs, and a tall pair of of brown leather boots. Wind tears at his long silver beard as the pressure equalizes between here and where he is stepping from. In his hand, filaments of energy arcing from its glowing blade is a scimitar. With an ornate silver guard and with a wave of his free hand, you feel that the sound of his entrance is cut off between you and an invisible wall that forms in the space that separates you. I've completely lost the thread of this adventure. Who is it's this the guy man that the, the, the stuffies went to get? It's the guy that the stuffies went to get. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness you were paying attention. <laughs> the, the dock in the spire, the clock tower. He's got, yes. to, got to get back. <laughs> To the future. 
I see it all makes sense. This wait, but where's this wall that goes up between who and who? So a wall forms here. Oh no. Which is not good. Man. Capitch and vessel, you both take five points of force damage as oh. this wall of force pushes you out. Oh, separating all of us from Neferata. So you have Neferata, you have Kyle, and you have this new, this interloper who is basically stepping out of space. We'll just call him Doc. Call him Doc. I like where this is going. So he looks at Neferata and he says, Dear Neferata, you've been busy. So many plunder beasts. And he looks over at Kyle. Hello, friend. And Kyle, you can see Kyle is very confused, as I assume you all are. <laughs> Kyle's not the only one. <laughs> well, I'm never confused. I, I'm on top of it. Kyle says, you, I, I know you. You're someone. How do I? And the, the man says, stepping forward towards Kyle, you know me because I created you. And then Amic, he steps forward and he looks you straight in the eye and he says, Lord Amic, I suspected you'd be joining us today. I trust you've considered my offer. Um, I've been having dreams about an offer, but the lady was much prettier than you. (laughs) (laughs) So nice to see you in the flesh. Joking aside. No, I wasn't joking. (laughs) She was much, much prettier than you. (laughs) So in your voice, in your head, Vessel? Yes? uh, Rue? Uh-oh. Uh, Asil and Kapitch will include him in this. You all hear a voice. Oh. He says, Don't you know I have been communicating with your friend? He has agreed with my help to become the golden god he was meant to be. Do not think he is your friend. I don't think any of us actually made that mistake. (laughs) So what are you guys going to do? Is he talking about Kyle or Vessel? Amic! He's talking about Amic! Amic's the golden god! golden bastard is a traitor! I just got confused because I don't think of Amic as a golden god, but carry on. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think of him as a golden god? He only says it every five minutes. Well, I am a golden god. <laughs> Shut up, we're listening to a voice in our head. <laughs> uh, why are you listening to the voice in your head? In my dreams, she was a very pretty queen of the fairy, and now it's a... I don't understand. Hmm. I'm in a you conundrum. Look, he looks at <laughs> and he says out loud for everyone to hear, You can be a golden god again. Together, we can bring this realm. To its knees. <laughs> so I'm going to use my awakened mind. Because I don't know I want my friends okay. to hear this. 
but but I'm gonna say, uh, okay, look, <laughs> look, I, I'm I'm be happy to lift the curse and become what I truly am. But let's be fair now. <laughs> when I was sleeping and you came to me in my dreams, <laughs> things were a little different. Now I'm not quite entirely sure <laughs> if I can trust you because. You know, you were a pretty woman in nice velour robes when last I saw you, and now... Emma got catfished. You got catfished hard. And now I've been, I've been eaten by cramium rats, and I I'm, I'm, I'm keep losing hit points, and I don't, I'm not really sure this isn't what I bargained for. And it's only the Asimar that I'm pissed off at, and now you want me to kill the rest of them. I don't think this is what we discussed. Okay. So um, what are you guys all doing as you see Amic struggle with this inner monologue? Um, I'm saying, Amic, what the fuck? What are you doing? Why are you standing there with your head <laughs> nodding back and forth? <laughs> oh man! Am I in control of of myself again, or am I still dominated? Neferata has not given you another command, so you are essentially okay. free to do what you want. Huh. Okay. Do you say anything to Amic? What the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Amic? In your mind, you hear a literal uh-huh. sort of knock at the door. Who's there? And, and in that moment, Pomeransky, we'll <gasps> call him it, we'll, we'll, yeah. um, we'll make that clear to everyone. Pomeransky is pushed aside, and you hear a clarion voice in your head. It's Revelana. Ah. And she says, I have seen your future. Follow this man, and you will regret it. Stay. And you may yet find what you seek, though what it is precisely may change. And then she fades away. There is a lot of brain talking going on here today. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to like throw a javelin in the ground and be like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me, drunken red-headed pirate with the secret birth story that you kept secret from all of us. Oh, my God. I'm speaking with the voices in my head. That certainly makes me feel confident about everything. And they're giving me conflicting information. Plus, we're in a combat situation. We should have thrown him in the pit before this wall went up. Who's the old guy? What's with the golden bastard trader? I don't know what's happening anymore. My sister slash mom slash backstory just fell down a well. What is going on? Uh, all right. Whose turn is it anyway in the initiative? It's actually Rue's turn. It's Rue's turn. Oh, great. All right. I'm just going to walk up to that little golden bastard and pick him up and shake him and say, I want answers. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I give answers as a reaction? Absolutely. Great. So she picks me up and shakes me and I'll say, It was Goth Nathan Fillion they threw into the pit. (laughs) (laughs) I want that to be the like the poll quote (laughs) for the poster. I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to mention it till now. Oh my god. 
So the moment you say that, Kyle hears it. Kyle goes, why are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm just, it's all happened so fast. It takes an hour of podcast time, but in actual combat, it's only so a So I'm not seconds. a clumsy asshole? Well, I am, but at least it didn't mean that I lost my yeah. best friend. Oh, thank God. It was just Goth Nathan Fillion, and we didn't like him anyway. We only mentioned him in the hopes to get a little okay. hit on Instagram. <laughs> so, Rue, are you going to do anything else? Well, I'm clearly still holding on to him. <laughs> I will put him down. Okay. We're in a sort of nebulous combat, non-combat. Like, I, let's follow the initiative order. Are there still rats on me? Like, there are. <laughs> so let's just follow oh the initiative God. order. You walked over. And the image of you holding up while well covered in rats is just even more epic. So let, let's keep it going. That's, just, that's how angry I am. This is how rage, rage within me. Um, can I please then, while I'm still here, can I roll a dice and try to kill some more rats? Go for it. Oh, why am I so bad at... Killing rats. <laughs> They're sneaky. Five plus. Hold on. They are People sneaky. do a lot of training and and uh, use specialized <clears throat> poisons to deal with rats. You know, it's interesting because people go to school for years to become rat killers, and they only go there for like six months to become police officers. It's Whoa, true. deep dive dig. <laughs> Whoa, so political. Awesome. <laughs> so what did you roll after your modifiers? Uh, 13. You hit. Oh, thank goodness. Oh. Okay, then no, 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 let's hit him. Let's hit him for reals. Let's hit him for reals. 8 plus 5 is also 13. Okay, well, you knock off you knock off another huge chunk of rats. You kind of reach in under your armor. You feel 4 or 5 and you grab on. You feel their bones crunch as you pull them away. Uh, but there are still a few. Oh you. my god, get them off. Yeah, they're they're crawling in around. Vessel, it is now your turn. What are you going to do? I'm really pissed that I didn't get to kill that witch. As you uh, contemplate that, a voice in your head says, that angel, I don't like her. Deal with her now. Oh, jeez. Okay, so I walk over to Asil with my glaive in my hand, and I stab her <laughs> with the glaive. Asil, you see a veil drops over his eyes, and he looks at you. And despite the terror in his expression, he very, very menacingly brings his glaive down toward you. And I say, Vessel, what are you? Uh, 22. Oh. I rolled a 22. No. And uh, what I got here? 11 damage. So, Asil, you're shocked as your friend turns on you. His glaive, which is a long knife, essentially, an axe on a, with a very long handle. And despite the open apology in his eyes, the blade comes down and strikes you hard, landing between your neck and your shoulder blade. And I say, Vessel, what are you doing? I only had... Eleven points. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, How no. much damage did you do? Did you do? You said it was eleven. It was eleven. A seal. I need you to do a death saving throw. What do I roll for a death saving throw? So you roll a d twenty. Yeah. And if you're over ten, that's good. I'm a fifteen. 
So you're one for the good. Three of those and you will not die. Also, I have to wait for my next turn to roll again to see if I yeah, can die. That's Three right. more turns. That's okay. right. <gasps> oh, no. It's all right. Just, just ignore me, everyone. I'm just... I'm sure I'll be fine. Just carry on. No, no, really. Pay, pay no attention. She's not quite dead yet. Next stop is the gentleman who just appeared. He looks at Neferida and he says, Did you really think that I would fall for your parlor tricks? And he walks over to the crates here, and choosing this one in the middle, he opens it up. And all of you, even through this uh, force field that he's created, you see the form of Revelana. And Rue... <gasps> the- <laughs> What is happening? You see her, and in your heart you know that something is up. In your heart you know that you have a connection to her. She is not conscious, though. And he pulls her out of the crate. He pulls his saber from, from his scabbard, and he cuts a doorway in the wall behind him. He looks over at Neferata. He whispers a word. And she grabs her heart. She looks at you all and then falls dead. And then he looks at Kyle and he says, Kyle, spaghetti sauce. (sighs) Kyle comes to the edge of the pit. You can see that he's struggling with what's about to occur. I knew. You were a traitor from the moment I created you. And he walks over to Kyle and he pulls a pearl from the back of Kyle's head. And as I described before, I think I made it clear, though I'll remind you now, Neferata had a had a string of these around her neck when you walked into the room. Oh. The moment he pulls it out, all life and light disappears from his eye. No! Evil Dumbledore, no! And he falls into the pit. (laughs) Then he says, I'll be waiting for you. And he steps through the door and it disappears. And when that happens... The wall of force drops, and you are left alone in this room. And Neferata, is she is she dead? You yeah. can go check. You can go check. What's going on there? I'm going to go check. Are we still in combat? We're, we're out of combat. But I still have rats. Yeah. The, the, the moment that she died, the rats disappeared. Oh, well, that's oh, okay. Thank God. Well, then I want to take. While they go to do the thing, I'm going to pick up a seal. I have a healing potion. I'm going to feed her the healing potion, and I'm going to quietly, with my awakened mind, which has made a lot of play in this chapter, I'm going to say, (laughs) There was a time I thought that you and I could live happily ever after, but then the fairy ladies told me that you were trying to betray me, and I sought to destroy you. But now the... Fairy lady appears to be a man named 
Pomeranski, who is more dangerous than I ever dreamed. And so I think perhaps I will wait to decide how I feel about you to a later date. And then I will feed her my healing potion and say, That cost me 50 gold pieces. <laughs> there he is. So as you watch this drama unfold, you hear this. At, you hear there's these doors on your left, these double doors, and you hear a... You hear a knock at the door. And I gasp, somebody get it. Who's going to open the door? Uh, and a seal has, um, a seal has um, five hit points, by the way. I, I guess I will get the door. Oh, you gave me five hit points with your potion? Well, because I wasted a healing potion on you, you perfidious <laughs> thing. So-, <laughs> so, Vessel, everybody, you guys, you guys hear the knock at the door. Vessel walks over. You open it up and you look out ahead and there's nothing, but you look down and there, standing before you, is a very cute, though somewhat rumpled, animated pig, Stuffy. <laughs> and Cutlet looks up at you and says, it's about time somebody answered when we saw the battalion of Blunderbeasts hightailing it down the river. Poe figured you might need some help. He should be there by now. And then he reaches down and he opens the little PJ pocket that I described to you before. You see all of the other stuffies inside waving to you, begging you to come in. And Cutlet looks at you and says, trust me, this is the fastest way. Okay, that is fucked up. Hop in. (laughs) Next stop, Old Bosford. And that's where we'll end it. Da, da, da. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Yeah, oh, no. The end. Like there we are. Oh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> is, so Palm is not Pomeransky? Palm is Pomeransky. Okay. So now I don't trust these stuffies at all. I think I need to kick some stuffy ass if they're like on Pomeransky's side. Honestly. Yeah. Do we need to do any leveling? Or are we good? Yes, that is a very good point. You all are now level five for the final chapter, which will happen when we record next. That's awesome. <sighs> Big things happen at level five. I I feel the need to say, I, this must make it in the podcast too. I feel the need to say that ripping out uh, Neferata's heart, totally another Easter egg for the Eldritch Theater fans who are listening. <laughs> totally another Easter egg. Is that right? How is it? Yeah. How is it? Didn't you see Space Opera Zero? No, I did the not. The greatest play in the history of Canadian theater. I have seen well, I have seen everything online. Lisa about Norton, it. who plays a seal, <laughs> yes, in this of podcast, yes, uh, reached into the chest of Mari Bab and pulled out her beating heart while still on stage. Oh wait, yes, uh, I've seen an that. Act, an act of brilliance that has not been seen in Canadian theater, including the Soul Pepper, including the Stratford. It was the most genius piece of theater. And then, and then, through sheer acting ability alone, I devoured. Ate it. Said, See? Uh, Easter egg. Total Easter egg. <laughs>